welcome to the God Coffee and Resilience Podcast, where you can get your weekly dose of confidence, motivation, and inspiration in the midst of adversity. In every segment, we will discuss faith, life's obstacles that try to get in our way, and how we can maintain our resilience with God and a whole lot of coffee. I am Reese, your host. Grab a mug of your choice and come on in. And welcome back to God Coffee and Resilience with Reese. I am your host, and today we have Miss Gail Dudley with us. Good evening, and thank you for being on the show today. <laughs> Good evening. I'm so glad you invited me here today. Thank you so much. Yes. yes. Well, guys, let me tell you a little bit about our guest, because usually I try to keep it a mystery until we get into the interview and stuff. But I'm just like, I have to brag on homegirl for a minute. Um, oh, wow. she, <laughs> yes, she has been like speaking. Um, she's an author of several different books, not even several, 11 to be exact. Um, my goodness, she has um, pastored and ministered to women around the world. Um, she's been to Canada, England, South Africa, Zimbabwe, and motivating women around the world to walk boldly in their promised future. And so like helping them find their purpose and encouraging them and giving them inspiration. I mean, it's like, I don't know, like everything kind of like what I want to do. (laughs) And so it was very, I was very, very happy when she emailed me and, um, And I read her bio and I was just like, of course, I would love to have her on the show because she is the epitome of resilience and inspiration. And I just knew if I interviewed her, you guys would enjoy it. So thank you again for being on the show. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I'm just excited to be here. Your personality came through in our email exchange. So (laughs) yes, a lot of people are like, you're so bubbly. I'm just like, well. You know, so go for it. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So how we kind of or how I kind of been doing things on the show when I interview people, we always start off like with an icebreaker. And I have two questions for you. Um, Out of all the places you've been, um, which one has been your favorite and why? Wow, you're gonna make me name a favorite. Um, Let me see. Well, I might have two. They might be neck and neck. I would say Bulawayo, Zimbabwe, and then um, Berlin, Germany. So I would say the two of those. Um, Zimbabwe, because just being in Mother Nature and the, you know, just in the uh, blackity black land, doing what I do and just seeing how God blessing people and just everything that we were doing there. I was there to speak at a women's conference and um, I'll never forget this time. We were in what they call their sanctuary, but there were holes in the roof and it started like pouring down rain. Now here in America, we would have been running or getting buckets or whatever. It was as if they didn't even know it was raining. And I was like, now this is what I'm talking about is real ministry. Just their love, their caring, just the the beauty of nature, the grass, the cows, the the uh, bulls, yes. whatever. Um, and then I would say Germany, which is neck and neck, um, just because just to be there and to be in a place that was different um, was amazing to me. And then the fact you could drive um, at 120 miles per hour and nobody stops you. And if you go slower than that, you just need to get off the highway. 
But I okay. would say neck and neck those two. Really? Yeah, that that sounds like my type of place. I have a heavy foot, and so I like to go. <laughs> my mom always used to say when she was teaching me how to drive that I have a heavy foot. She's like, you need to slow down. They're going to pull you over. I'm like, okay, mom, okay. You would love it. It was both of those places are beautiful. So Yes. Oh, and I forgot to tell you. So with me using this platform, sometimes there's a um a pause. And so uh sometimes we overlap each other. So I try, I try to give it a second <laughs> to catch up. But if I that happens, you. we just go with the flow. <laughs> I, okay. I, love, I love it. I like I like that it's just so organic. So go for it. Do you? Yeah, we just roll on. And then my second question would definitely have to be, what is your favorite caffeinated beverage? Because it can't be God, coffee, and resilience if I don't ask about some type of caffeine because I can't function without mine. Let's see. Um, of course, it's coffee. Um, yes. There's this place here in Central Ohio that's called Upper Cup. And they do the pour over coffee. Oh. Um, and it is amazing. It is absolutely amazing. Okay. Pour over coffee. Any flavors? I like the French roast. Um, there's something about that. Um, yeah, it's just, it has like a, a an Aurora and a, I don't know, it's just a drawing smell to it. And so when yeah. they're pouring over, you just smell it. It's just amazing. Yes, I've shared on the show a couple of times. I will even go as far to do the breakfast blend, sometimes the decaffeinated coffee, even if it don't have caffeine and it might be on the weekend. I just like the smell of coffee when my Keurig is done brewing it and I have my little cup. I might just put a little bit of cream and maybe a little bit of sugar and I just sit and enjoy the smell of coffee. I think it's the smell more than anything that I like. (laughs) The smell alone will wake you up if you like different fragrances. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Coffee and then cook the bacon, and I'm just done. <laughs> yeah, throw yeah. a pancake there too. So <laughs> yeah, throw a pancake in there and some scrambled eggs. See, I'm getting hungry. <laughs> Me too. Well, where are you located right now? I'm in. Um, I'm outside of Columbus. It's all. It's called Central Ohio. Um, uh-huh. So I'm. I am north of Columbus, Ohio, um, in a suburb called Lewis Center. Lewis yeah. Center. Okay. I thought yeah. about it was between Ohio, um, Georgia, and Texas, and I actually thought about moving to. Um, Cleveland, Ohio. And I thought about yeah. going back to school during um, COVID. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the University of Ohio. I'm going to live in Cleveland. I'm going to work part-time at this hospital. I was actually looking into it. And then Cleveland got snow. And I was like, oh, no, can't move there. No. Yeah, a lot of snow. <laughs> like down- even, even in Ohio, when it snows, Cleveland is the worst. So you don't want to live oh. there. When it's- Columbus could get it. But it's not what you're going to see in Cleveland. Not at okay. all. Okay. See, I should have looked a little better. It's all right. <laughs> well, uh, where did you grow up? I grew up in Columbus, Ohio. Okay. So yeah, later. Born here. Yeah. Um, I moved away when I got married. Um, we uh-huh. lived in. We actually lived in Atlanta for five years. And then we came back here to Columbus. 
Yeah. Okay. Why'd you come back? Because, you know, everybody and their grandma moving to Atlanta. <laughs> I know. My daughter, my daughter lives in Atlanta now. My mother-in-law's in Atlanta. My daughter lives there now as well. But um, we moved back because my husband went to seminary here in Columbus, Ohio. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So that's what brought us back here. Okay. Yep. All right. So when you were growing up in Ohio, did you have siblings? Were you the only child? Oh, I'm not the only child. There's there's no. five of us. So there's four girls and a boy. And I'm next to the youngest. Okay. Okay. So is the boy the youngest or the oldest? The my my brother is in the middle. So there's two oh, older sisters, my child. brother, and then myself and my younger sister. Oh no, he of is course the middle he's child. Because he's in the middle. So Yes. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. All right. So like what, at what point in your life were you just like, okay, I'm going to start this walk or at what point in your life um, did faith kind of kick in or did you see God kind of leading you to, to do this, to be called to do this? Um, actually it was before I got married, I was, um, doing a Sunday school. Um, I was teaching a Sunday school class along with a friend of mine, um, in uh-huh. high school, we, we might have been right out of high school, and we yeah. did that because we were going to a traditional Black Baptist church, and we were like, "Okay, this is this is dragging us. Oh, we got to pump this up." So my <laughs> friend and I decided we're going to start a Bible study. And his father at that point was the pastor, the senior pastor, and so yeah. we started doing that. And so people started coming like off the streets and from other churches just to hang out at our at our uh, Sunday school Bible study thing. So this, and I'm I'm 56 years old now. So imagine back then where, you know, so we just, we kind of like lit a new fire in the church yeah. that we attended. And from there, I was like, okay, there's something more to this than mm-hmm. just what I'm feeling. So I need to figure out what else is here. So from there, um, um, I started just doing more like, you know, some youth outreach, some women's ministry outreach. And it really grew from there. The man I married, my my, yes. my husband of almost 30 years, um, yeah. I married him. He was a school teacher. And from uh-huh. there, he went into ministry. And then from there, it's like history. You know, uh, when he went to seminary, then he was called to pastor church. And right. um, I accepted my calling maybe a few, a few years later. Uh-huh. Um, and it's been, that's where we've been. Um, we had a church here in Columbus that we planted. But uh-huh. um, after a trip back from Israel a few years ago, um, the Lord told both of, us, both of us at the same time, although I was in Israel and he was here in um, Ohio, that it was time for us to leave that spot and do marketplace ministry. So that's pretty much what I'm doing now. What is marketplace ministry? Wow. That's a, that's a loaded question. <laughs> um, Sorry. <laughs> No, 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 that's great. That's great. No, what marketplace ministry is that you're not just doing ministry inside the walls. You're not just doing ministry inside of a church. It's like every day. So, so when I'm, when I'm in line, I'm, I'm that person that you probably don't want to be with me in the grocery store and you're either in front of me in line or back of me in line. Cause I'm not going to just be quiet. I'm going to talk and say, how, how are you doing? How's your day? How's life treating you? I'm a, I'm a talker. And to me, even that conversation is ministry. Um, because right. you find out so much. You, I've been in lines where women started crying, like, oh my gosh, no one has talked to me all day. All I've had 
with my children. I haven't had an adult conversation. The fact that you're willing to talk to me is amazing. But I think wow. it's, 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 I think that also comes with a, a sign of discernment. Uh-huh. And it's like, you know, I discern that you need to have a conversation. Now, I'm not going to verbally say that to anybody, but mm-hmm. I might just have that conversation. Um, that's marketplace ministry. Um, um, doing Bible studies in, in coffee shops or in the mm-hmm. restaurant. To me, that's marketplace ministry because people are seeing you, not being embarrassed to, to grab hands and pray while you're in Starbucks coffee or wherever else. That's right. marketplace ministry. Okay. So was anybody in your family pastors or do you come from a line of pastors or is this something like completely different? Completely different. Now, my brother-in-law, now um, my brother-in-law who married my youngest sister, he's a senior pastor, um, but they didn't get married till after myself and my husband got married. My son is a pastor. Um, So yeah, but, but before then, no. And on my husband's side, the same thing. No, no connection at all. Wow. It's just God called us into this. So, yeah. Yes. And how old were you the first time you heard God's voice? Because I get a lot of questions about, um, you know, how can people, how do you know it's the Lord versus your own thoughts? Or how do you know, like, it's him? Yeah. First time I heard his voice, I probably cannot pinpoint that now. It was years ago, um, like many years ago. Um, But now, like, does God speak to me audibly every day? Absolutely. No, that doesn't happen. But there's just like, there's a drawing, there's a pulling, there's a sense of knowing, okay, God is present. Mm -hmm. Um, You just know. And that's, that's such a tough question sometimes, because I don't believe he talks to each of his children the same way. So where with me, there's like, I can just sense it's like, there's a, um, there's like an aroma, if you will, there's like a presence Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, God is here. Um, there's times that I have not heard from God. I mean, there was like a year and a half where I did not hear from God at all. Like if you have left me, tell me. And it was like, Mm -hmm. God would not even speak to me. Um, and I can recall being, um, um, my husband and I were on vacation and I can recall saying to my husband one morning we were at breakfast, I said, you know, I'm starting to get a little strange. Like, has God left me? Cause he's not talking to me. And I was pouring out to my husband. My husband said, okay, that's You're in a good place. I'm like, what? Did you hear me? I'm like, China, like I need some answers. And his response was, I was in a good place. And I'm like, this ain't okay. Like, no, yeah. I need you to commune with me. But later when I look back on that time, that was the best thing he could have done because being in that place, I had to search and find out why are you silent, God? And Mm -hmm. what I found out was that I needed to go through some things and going through some things was in that silence. Mm -hmm. Now it's a painful place to be in. It's a lonely place to be in. Let me just be very honest with everyone who may be listening. It's a very lonely place to be in. It's a very painful place to be in. But it strengthened me to my core that when things like that happen, I'm okay now. It's like, okay, obviously God wants me to work through something. So that's the kind of communication and conversation that we have. Um, Mm -hmm. um, During the month of October, I do a... um, this is the fourth year that I do a um, urgent plea for prayers out of one of my books. It's a 31 day devotional. Uh-huh. And um, 
even even as I'm putting that together for for this year for 2021, it's just interesting how God is just depositing uh, different things to me. It's like it's just coming, and the moment I post something or say something about it, the mm-hmm. the response of I just asked God about this, and I go to my Instagram or to my Facebook, and this post is here. Right. And that right there says that's how God is speaking. He did not say, Gail, say this or Gail, do this. There's just like a presence. There's a mm-hmm. drawing that this is what I need to do. And here's why. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, gosh. And you mentioned your devotional. Now, you, you've written and published several books. What was your very first yeah. book about? My very first book was about fear. Um, the very first book, um, the whole way that came about is strange within itself. But the very first book is called Ready, um, Ready to Change My Name, A Spiritual mm-hmm. Journey from Fear to Faith. And that came from actually a sermon that I gave during a women's um, Sunday in uh, Lorraine County. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't really preach with notes. Um, I have like bullet points and um, that recording did not take at the church I was at. So Mm -hmm. some of the women came to me and said, hey, can we have your notes? Because we were trying to take notes, but we were so into your sermon. And I laughed. I said, I don't usually take, I don't usually write notes. (laughs) And so I said, they said, well, if we piece some of it together, could you let us know if these are some of the things that you said? And when we started going back and forth, I was like, okay, this is a book. So I ended up giving them the yeah. books free, but I wrote that way. So yeah. So yeah, ready to ready to change my name, a spiritual journey from fear to faith is the first book. And that book still sells every day. Oh my goodness. So when God Lee, I could imagine like when you wrote that book, what was the response? Like did people start finding you on social media or I mean, was it was it crazy? <laughs> That was so many years ago. Oh my gosh, that has to be at least 20, 21 years ago. Uh huh. That that book wow. was released. Um, and no, I mean, it wasn't like selling off the shelves or anything like that. Like women's ministry groups were buying them. And yeah. I thought the book had like kind of died down or gone away. But then I started looking at some of the sheets from Barnes and Noble and Ingram and places uh-huh. like that. And I'm like, people are still buying this book. So that book is now in the third edition where I've updated to to some degree. But yeah, that book is still out there. So that's the first book. That is the first one. Yeah. Gosh. Okay. And what is your most recent one? Your most recent book? The most recent book is Prayer in Motion. Prayer in Motion. That book is um, full color. Um, And Uh it gives, it gives, um, it gives, somewhat like a workshop type type format in the beginning where I talk about um, hearing the voice of God is one of the sections. Um, Listening is a section. Um, And then call unto me and I will answer you, I think is a section. So I go through and deal with all of that with prayer. So it's almost like a handbook, if you will, or a guide. And then the back of the book um, are, uh, I think it's 30 or 31 days of uh, prayer prompters where you can pray. And then there's a place for you to put praise reports, prayer requests and all of that, but that's full color. Um, So there's that book. That's the most recent. Now one is coming out. I thought it was going to come out by now, but it's, I'm not done with it. Um, It's um, on my way home is the, um, is another devotional that should be coming out 
probably the first of the year. I think I'll push it out to then. Yeah. But the book that um, I do, the the um, Urgent Plea for Prayer devotional, that's called Urgent Plea for Prayer. Um, mm-hmm. Now that book, and we want to talk about something that shocked me. Um, I just learned that that book um, is out of stock everywhere. And that's never happened. Um, that book yes. was released. Thank you. Thank you. That book was released in 2017. That was another God thing. And uh-huh. at, when it first came out, I was like, nobody's buying this book. And, you know, whatever. But I'm following the voice of God. And so right. every October, I do this 31 days of intentional prayer with people all around the world. There's like yeah. over 3,000 people praying the month of October alongside of me. So someone yeah. contacted me saying, hey, I can't find your book. And I was like, what are you talking about? And I really thought that they couldn't find, like, they just didn't know what to look for. So right. I'm going to all these platforms. I'm like, what do you mean? Out of stock. So on every platform, it was out of stock. And I was just set, I sat in oh, shock. Wow. I was like, whoa, I don't even know what this feels like. I don't even know what's happening right now. Now, I yes. wouldn't say it's the best seller and I wouldn't even say it's the best written book. But anytime that God is calling me to write, I can introduce anybody to Jesus. I can help them to pray. And I hear that all the time from people who read my books. Um, so it may not be the bestseller, but it's, right now it's out of stock everywhere. Yes. So. yes. And that speaks in and of itself. So <laughs> and I'm that's all we care about. Yeah. I'm shocked. My husband said to me when I told him, I said, hey, my book is out of stock. He was like, you're just too calm. And I said, what do you mean? He said, most people would be screaming, running downstairs, screaming. And I was like, I think I'm just in shock. It's just, I'm like, it's out of stock. Like, what What, yes. what do you do with that? I'm just so, like, I got goosebumps. Like, I'm just so, so excited for you and everything that God is doing um, because you were obedient to him. Um, and I think we talked yeah. about that, like, I think it was yesterday when I was doing another interview, we were talking about that. And I was like, what would it look like if you didn't listen to God? Like you would have to carry that weight of all the people that were supposed to be uh, touched by you or touched by your words or touched by something that you were supposed to do that was supposed to help them get to the next level. It's always a domino effect. And all it takes is for you one little step for you to be obedient and do what he asked you to do. But what if we didn't? What if we doubted? Or what if we came up with a million excuses, kind of like Moses did? Like, what what would that look like? And so I'm just happy that you were obedient to God and you wrote your books and now it's sold out. (laughs) We're sold out. And (laughs) obedience is not easy. You know, there's like, I'm not about to do that. And, you know, I may go on about my business, but it always comes back. Um, And that's like with prayer. It's like even even when God was silenced towards me for that time, and I'll never forget that time. um, I would be like, okay, I'm done. And every time I would get to being done, it was like the Lord would send somebody to say, girl, I really need you to pray for me. And I'm like, really? Like, Jesus, come on, God. Really? So I would pray for that person and they would get the answer to their prayer. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. Jesus, no fair time out. I've been praying and asking for things and I'm not even hearing you respond to me, <laughs> but you'll send somebody to, for me to go pray for it. And they walk around like, thank you, Jesus. Praise God. This prayer was answered. And I'm like, okay, Jesus, really? What is it that you want me to get here? So, <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So there's times I've to run from this calling and God is like, no, you can't go anywhere. 
And I'm like, all right, I'm back. So obedience, you know, we say obedience is better than sacrifice. That's in the Bible. That's biblically true. Yeah. Biblically true. But that's the one of the most difficult things to, to walk in that ongoing obedience. At least I think it's difficult. I do think that's difficult because, of course, we're flesh, right? And we want to do things. But then we're also spiritual. And then you got to go back and forth between them two. And um, right. sometimes I have selective hearing. And so the Lord tells me <laughs> to do, <laughs> like I remember um, my last year in PA school, the Lord told me to write a book and I was like, no. And then uh, as we got closer to me graduating, the Lord was like, write your book. It'll be a part of your healing. And so I wrote my book and I put uh, in it all the trauma, the sexual trauma, the physical abuse heartbreak, like everything. I told my whole little story, put it in a book, very short book, publish it. I was like, okay, had a book sign and I was like, done. I'm not going to promote okay. this book. I'm not going to market because I don't know nothing about it. I published the book. I did what he told me to do. Cool. And now like, I mean, it's not, I don't promote it because I'm like, it's, I'm not in it for the money. So I didn't make it really expensive or anything like that. I was just like, mm -hmm. I just want people to know that have been through similar things like I have, that it's possible to come out on the other side of it. And so right. then after the book came the podcast and I was like, I don't like my voice. I sound raspy. I sound hoarse all the time when I'm talking. I have a high pitch voice sometimes. It's like, I don't like my voice. And the Lord was I like, listen, <laughs> thank you. And the Lord is just like, listen, I need you to do this podcast. So last year in two weeks, I recorded all the podcast episodes for this whole year in 2021. And I, yes, in two weeks, edit them, scheduled them, wrote the scripts, paid for everything I had to pay for. And I was like, okay, now it can run by itself. And it comes out every two weeks. And I was just like, I don't even looking back on it because now it's coming to the point where I'm supposed to do it again, which is what I'm doing now for next year. <laughs> but I don't even know how I did that. <laughs> and so I'm just like, huh? to me, that's God. I think it's beautiful. I'm glad you were obedient. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure what you're doing is changing lives. Just from me looking at what you've done, I know it's changing lives. So thank you. That's all I want to do is help people. I don't want nothing from it. I just want to help at least one person. And if I can do that, then I'll be happy. That's all I want. <laughs> it's just to help people. Yeah. What would you yeah. say it was the most like difficult part of your walk with God? Like starting from high school or maybe even earlier. Like what was what's the most challenging part about walking with God? Or the most challenging part in your journey? Most challenging. Let me think for a moment. Most challenging. Um I think it's really to stay the course. Um mm -hmm. cuz it's so easy to just say forget it and walk away. Um, and sometimes you're, you're in a fight, but we have to remember that where we, we end up being victorious, but when you're in that fight, whatever that fight is and however that looks, it becomes difficult. So it's really to stay the course. So even early in high school, um, when I really came to know the Lord and to give my life to Christ, um, I didn't have that, that, that coming to Christ story, if you will. I didn't have that. Um, mine was more just like, I could, I could tell that God was like, okay, I need you to come, come hang out with me. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was like really, um, 
living that life without all the other crazy. Um, right. And that, that meant even at a young age, letting some people go. And I think mm-hmm. that's hard. I mean, it's hard for us as adults. So imagine what that's like in high school when you're trying to build friendships. So right. that played a lot. So I would say, and one of my ongoing prayers is that I will remain obedient. So that's been a prayer of mine from probably day one. And I think that's why I'm, I'm always having to come face to face with that with that particular word, because right. I'm still wrestling, wrestling through that. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's funny you say that. And I was like, thank you for being obedient. <laughs> the Lord's just like Right, 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 right. Oh man. Well, I definitely have to ask, besides being a woman, where did your passion for women, like ministering to women, inspiring women, where did that all come from? Like, did you see someone or were you inspired from someone yourself, or did it just all come about? A friend of mine um, has a humongous women's ministry. Uh-huh. And I would say, and I was always a part of it. I mean, wherever she was going, I would, I would go to. And I knew even then I was ministering to women alongside her through her ministry. Because um, yeah. she and her husband has a pretty large church in Columbus. So um, when I then went into ministry with my husband, um, Everything that she poured into me just continued as I as I pour into other people. So, and then even before that, her mother in law um, and her father in law that was the that was the church that I attended when I was baptized. So, um, so I've been around. That's the church when I was serving as a um, Sunday school teacher, Bible study teacher. So it right. had been it had been going along for a long time. So even in the Sunday school class my friend would do, um, uh, who happens to be the pastor's son at that time, um, still the pastor's son. My friend would minister a lot to the men, to the boys, if you will, at that time. And mm-hmm. I would minister to the girls. And I think that just continued over. Um, mm-hmm. Even now, I have a daughter that's 27. So she graduated from Howard University um, in 2016. So even her friends, um, uh-huh. they will hang out with me. Like they'll come in town for Thanksgiving. Um, and I'm like, don't y'all want to go home? But just from ministry and, and hearing their heart and sharing with them. And, you know, I even have my, my daughter would say, oh, so-and-so is going to call you today. And I'm like, okay. So her friends will call me to help for me to help them through a situation to talk to them. So I think it's also, I think you're also born with it. Sometimes I think people try to force themselves into something and I would encourage people, let it happen naturally. Um, Because we're all gifted to do certain things. Yeah. Right. And we all have a purpose. And um, I I so often, especially with social media has magnified this. A lot of people will see you post something or do something or wear something or buy something. And now we all have to buy it too. It's like we can't be authentic or original to ourselves. We have to look like, talk like, do what other people are doing. And um, especially with me working in mental health, I see a lot of that in our in our adolescence. And it's actually detrimental. The more they spend time on social media, the more they spend time comparing, the more their depression gets or the bullying 
goes on and I'm just like, you get bullied on school and then you come home and get bullied on the internet or you have low self-esteem at school and you come home and compare yourself constantly. And I'm just like, at what point do we stop creating (laughs) all of these social media platforms? (laughs) Yeah. You're You're absolutely correct. I agree with you. Yeah. And so I think there's a lot of work that needs to be done, especially in the black community with mental health, but especially among our kiddos, because I'm just like, it's not it's not hitting home. Suicide rates are the highest it's ever been during COVID amongst doctors and everything. So it's just so much work that needs to be done. And I'm happy that you're out here spreading the gospel and also uplifting people. But before I... um get off the topic or conclude the interview, I have to ask you about this magazine and how that came about because I'm just like, hold on, we speaking, we're speaking, we're writing, we're doing this. And now we have a magazine. This is Superwoman, y'all. This is Superwoman. (laughs) (laughs) When did this come about? (laughs) Let's see. The magazine, um, ah, let me see. So 2015, MLK Day 2015, it launched. Um, Uh the family, we were going on a family vacation, probably that October of 2014. And Uh my daughter and I had bought all of these magazines in the gift shop when we were getting on the plane and the, the plane was, um, had to stay grounded because of a storm or something. We, so we were just on the tarmac. We weren't at the gate. We couldn't get off the plane. We were like, let's just start reading these magazines. And my son and husband was like, um, like, um, I, I can't, they were laughing at us because they're like, what are y'all going to read when y'all get to the beach? And we were like, the magazines. <laughs> and so we started flipping through the magazines and we were like, this is nothing but ads. So really, I wanted the plane to yeah. go back today uh-huh. so I can go take the magazines back. So yeah. my, daughter's, my daughter says, mom, you're, you're an author. Let's write a magazine. I said, honey, that is not the same as a book. Like, no. Right. But we... I, he put that out there. So I started thinking about it. So I said, okay, I said, let me see how many authors I can get. So I called all my author friends and I have a friend that's a, a graphic designer and an interior designer for books and magazines. And I called uh-huh. her up and she said, girl, you are crazy. I said, come on, we can do this. <laughs> so all my friends went in their work. And, you know, we had pictures and by MLK 2015, we launched it. Now, we thought we were just going to do one. Like, it's just going to be like MLK Day. Uh-huh. People were like buying them like crazy. And I was like, what? So there is a quarterly print publication. Of course, um, in uh-huh. 2020, it went silent because mm-hmm. where we were getting the magazines, they shut down and then they never reopened. Okay. Um, uh-huh. So um, and then October of 2019, I actually handed it off to my daughter. I'm still involved, but she now runs with it. So they're, uh-huh. her and the team are looking at how they're going to do it differently um, mm-hmm. because, you know, print, we were already seeing a challenge with print. Um, and we're yes. in the magazines in 40 countries. So we mm-hmm. were already seeing a challenge with print. Um, and COVID kind of like just shut that down to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, we've been doing things like with young people in school, mentorship, writing, helping them write articles and be freelance writers and things like that. But she's now taking over. I'm still a part of, I'm still a co-owner, if you will, but she's now taking it over. Cause I'm doing, I'm doing the news show that I'm doing, which I do Monday. Superwoman y'all. Superwoman. (laughs) What news show? 
And that new show came out of COVID, really, because um, uh-huh. I was bored. And I love, I love news and I love politics. So yes. I launched the show June 22nd of 2020, and it's Monday uh-huh. through Thursday every morning. So at 7:25 what is a.m. It called? So I've been doing. That. It's called News in Motion. News in Motion. News in Motion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Is it YouTube? So you Facebook? Facebook, or you can find it on Yay, Facebook, or you can find it on Facebook at News in Motion, or my uh-huh. personal YouTube is Gail Dudley. But it goes okay. live stream every morning at 7:25. Well, I'll make sure to yep. subscribe <laughs> so I can catch it. We have fun. We have a yes. lot of fun. Um, the 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 viewers who they're like, we get over 600 comments a day where they're chatting uh-huh. back and forth with me. And sometimes I read what they're chatting. Sometimes I don't. But um, it's, 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 they've, they've created their own family. They call themselves family. Um, yes. and, and people are all over the world in here doing uh-huh. this. I'm just like, okay. And so I thought I was going to quit, but I actually uh-huh. love it. So yeah, yes. so that's what I'm doing with that and speaking and writing. Yep. Man, I'm so proud. I am so proud. I am so Thank proud. You. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, what keeps you inspired? What keeps you going? Wow. I just think life. I love life. Life. So, yeah, and, and I'm now my purpose. So I think all of that combines. I have a great husband, great children. Everyone seems to be doing well. So I just think that's just what keeps me motivated. keeps me going. Yeah. Now yes. I have bad days. Don't get me wrong. But uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we all do. <laughs> right. Right. Some days we're yeah, just like, not today. Right. 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 Well, I will definitely say thank you so much for coming in. This is the most fun I've had on an interview in a while. <laughs> I get on here, I feel like I know you and we're like this. Now we are family. You can't get rid of me now. So now like I might have you come back on the show or I might have to come vice versa. You did. You were on my show. I might have to come on your show, whatever you, you got. But we'll definitely be in contact after this. Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I always have to end on a positive note. What type of advice would you give any young person out there listening that, you know, have goals and dreams and maybe are nervous or have fear about stepping out on faith or they're just like, I don't have the money. Or if you're like me and the Lord told you to do a podcast, you're just like, I don't like my voice or I don't have the equipment. Like what, what would you say to them? I would say, take the risk, take the jump. Seriously, because you can sit back and say, you know, if I would have done this or I should have done that, just do it. Um, That's one thing about me. I'm always doing stuff. It's like, let's try it. And if it fails, it fails. But it really never fails because you at least took the leap and tried it. Um, You may find out that you hate it. You may find out that you love it, but just do it. Don't sit back and, and, and muddle at it too long. Just make a decision and do it. Um, I believe that we should empower each other. Um, and if you get around the naysayers, they are not your group. They're okay. not your group. Go around people who are going to build you up and launch you out. Um, listen, we all have our, our clauses that we go in and have that conversation with Jesus. Right. Now, when you come out that conversation, when you come out that closet, you have to go forth with what, with what he told you in that closet. 
Don't yes. and see, we make the mistake and go tell everybody. And sometimes God is like, Don't don't do that. I didn't give that to you for you to tell anybody yet. I gave it to you for you to launch it. And then if they see it, cool. Um yes. so yeah, that's a whole new that's a whole nother story. <laughs> yes, Lord. You made me think about um what was it? What was it? What was it? What was it? This morning I was listening to Torrey Roberts, um, Sarah Jake's husband. And he oh, preached yeah. on, um, yeah, he preached on, what did he preach on? My grace is sufficient. And um, he preached on that verse and he was saying, I'm going to teach you how God's power works. And he said, but you can't have, he needs his, in order for him to be effective in our life, he needs our weakness and our weakness needs his strength. And so they have to fit together. So instead of, you know, judging everybody for their weaknesses or being hard on yourself and criticizing yourself for your weaknesses, rather embrace them. I think yeah. um, he was saying that I, I will rejoice in, my, in, in being weakness that he said in prosecutions and all this other stuff. And he was like, wait, he took it too far. But then he was like, he understands now because he understood how the power worked. And I was listening to that as I was working out this morning at 530. And I was just like, ha, huh, okay. I think that one, it was usually I don't listen to sermons when I work out, but I did this morning. I usually listen to music, but I got tired of that. And I was like, let me listen to something, something positive. <laughs> I listen to the same thing every day. And I, my friend always says, you're your biggest critic. Like you're so tough on yourself. And every day, like at least last year and at the beginning of this year, I would always say, I'm a, I'm a do this today and tomorrow I'll get my life together. I'm gonna get it together. I'm gonna get it together. And then to this morning, I just learned I don't have to get it together. <laughs> yeah, that's the word right here. I don't have to get it together. That's it. <laughs> Definitely, guys. I mean, don't be your biggest critic. Um, please do what Miss Gail said. Just take the risk and go for it. I am proof. She is proof. We are all proof. Please. Uh, there is somebody attached to your obedience and there's somebody out there that needs you to do the thing that you're afraid of doing. Just just do it. Because if you think about it too long, you'll talk yourself out of it. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. Yes. Well, where can um, my audience find you? Um, your website, you mentioned your YouTube, but I want you to give yeah. all the social media. <laughs> all right. So my website is www.gaildudley, and that's G-A-I-L-D as in David, U-D as in David, L-E-Y.com. So www.gaildudley.com. YouTube is youtube.com backslash Dudley. Um, my my um, Instagram and Twitter are the at Gail Dudley. And again, that's G-A-I-L-D as in D as in Dudley, U-D-L-E-Y. Um, Facebook, News in Motion, um, Facebook.com backslash News in Motion on Facebook. And I think I covered them all. Yeah. Yes, you it. guys, please <laughs> go support, subscribe, tune in to News in Motion. Um, check her out on is is your books on Amazon or is it just on your website? On Amazon. They're on Amazon. On Amazon. Yeah. Yes, go check her out on Amazon. It's one book that's sold out, but she got plenty more. Please go and support. <laughs> Because I promise you will get something out of it. It's not, it's never about the money or anything like that, but uplifting people. And I really do believe that her words are powerful. Just in talking with her and meeting her, she has a beautiful soul, guys. And I'm just excited from what's going to come from this meeting. So thank you again. 
for, for coming on the show. I truly enjoyed thank talking you. with you. <laughs> and thank you guys I for tuning you. in thank and listening. And thank you guys for tuning in and listening. And we will catch you on the next episode. Bye, guys. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of God, Coffee, and Resilience. You can also follow us on Instagram at God, Coffee, and Resilience Podcast. You can also follow the host, Reese at The Resilient PA, and you can also check out our website at The Resilient PA.